Hey, Mark. There was an idea called Movie Tales. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable movie fans to see if they could become something more, to see if they could work together, to talk and teach people about the movies everyone loves. What movie are we talking about this week, Mark? Movie Tales. I'll have what she's having. Hosted by Mark, Jeff, and Nick. Round up the usual suspect. Three lifelong friends who all dropped out of film school because they all figured out they loved watching movies more than making them. Are you not entertained? Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. These cinephiles review and reveal widely unknown factoids, lore, myths, trivia, and cultural impact of the movie. Mostly funny. I'm your huckleberry. Sometimes serious. I'm gonna make them an awfully game with you. Definitely interesting insight into the best movies we only thought we knew. He's looking at you, kid. Oh, it's time to assemble, baby. Avengers Assemble. We're going back to 2012 to watch the culmination of Marvel's Phase 1 and the original Avengers. And for those that need a refresher... Nick Fury is the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., an international peacekeeping agency. The agency is a who's who of Marvel's superheroes with Iron Man, the Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America, Hawkeye, and Black Widow. When global security is threatened by Loki and his cohorts, Nick Fury and his team will need all their powers to save the world from disaster, which is formed by Loki and his team. Dun, dun, dun. Jeffrey, how are you this week? I'm doing good. Doing good. It's my birthday week. Uh, it is your birthday week. Happy it's birthday. It's actually my birthday night. Um, or going to be my birthday it tomorrow. Is. We're, uh, you know, we're less than a half hour away from it officially being the big 4-0. We, it's true. Holy it's true. shit, everybody. Good it's for true. Jeffrey. Happy I early it, birthday. I made Nico's it this celebrating far. in Mexico he, with you. He is out women. in Mexico. <laughs> As, hey. As he tends to be sometimes. Nick um, Nico travels a lot. He does. Uh, he does. Which is probably why we are here doing a superhero movie. Because he just doesn't have the the same palette that we do for said superhero movies. So with that not. being said, let's jump right in, baby. When did you first see this? Obviously, we, saw both, we both saw it in the theaters. Do you remember? I, oh, yeah. In theaters opening night. Reviews were good, so I was super pumped. And it didn't disappoint. Uh, it was actually my second favorite film in the year that, of, in a year of really great films in 2012. Uh, we talked we talked a couple weeks ago about how the great the 2013 Oscars were and how great a year it was for movies. I like this movie better than every one of the best or best picture nods that year. The you only got a movie quick list. What was there? What was there? Uh, my I can't I don't I can't remember the I mean Social Network was the oh, one yeah, that probably okay. should have won and then who did win King Speech. King's um, okay. But my favorite film, actually, I think Dark Knight, oh, no, Dark Knight Returns was my favorite film of the year. So I went to comic book films, um, but The Avengers was fantastic. Uh, it was like, I grew up a comic book lover, as you know, and it's just one of those things when you're reading them, you're like, you think it'd be so cool to see it done properly. And they just... In the 80s and 90s, they had superhero movies, but they didn't have the technology to really, uh, and the special effects to really put the page to the screen. But these Marvel films and this Marvel universe, they really play out like a comic book. 
And it's just, this was accumulation of uh, kind of the holy shit moment of what Marvel had done. Because this was the first where they combined all of them and they had all those movies leading up. And it was just awesome. What about you, Mark, for a uh, moment in time? Yeah, you know, so obviously I saw this in the theaters as well. And my mind was blown. <laughs> it was one of those movies that just changes your expectations of movies moving forward, I think. That's a good way and, of putting it. And, yeah, it was just a game changer. And I know the producers kind of felt like they were doing the same thing Transformers was trying to do as far as being that game changer. But I was never a big Transformer guy, and I just feel like Marvel just has been way more successful than Transformers ever ended up being, so that might have just been Kevin Feige being humble. But, um, yeah, I this movie blew my mind, right? Because Iron Man was great, and so I was all in on the Avengers just because of Iron Man, regardless. But seeing them all come together and then being introduced to uh you know black widow and hawkeye i have a very specific skill set i didn't care who i used it for or on a couple characters that i really didn't have any real major knowledge of because um, i wasn't a comic book guy and i know you were into the comics so you probably knew those characters a little bit more than i did but yeah so that being said you know, what worked most for you in this? Uh, I'd say I had a couple things written down here. The concept uh, and the chemistry. Uh, just, there had to be, in the beginning, They at the end of the, they would kind of tease this at the end of like the Captain America movie, the Thor movie, the Iron Man movie, Iron Man 2 even, like that this was happening, they were going to bring these together. But I'm sure we were all somewhat skeptical of, are they going to pull this off? Because it's quite the undertaking. And just the fact that they got all these characters in the movie and it wasn't silly or over the top or they didn't kind of like all cancel each other out. Um, it uh, just really worked. Uh, and I think one of the reasons, it's interesting you talk about like Transformers. Uh, because one of the reasons these movies work for me and those movies don't is there's great action pieces, Yes. But the real focus is on the characters. And there's actually a decent amount of dialogue in this film. And it's pretty good dialogue. And it's a super smart script. And I guess my favorite thing about this movie is they kind of get that these, uh, if you put a group of alpha male superheroes together and put them on a team, they're not necessarily going to get along. And when I played sports growing up, and it's funny, whenever there's like an all-star team, uh, it, the, the chemist, like they don't necessarily work that great together because everybody's used to being the star. And I just, I, we'll get into favorite scenes in a bit, but I just love, there's a lot of conflict in this movie amongst the characters. And there would be if you threw five alpha males and said, okay, now work together. So the other, the other big thing I think that works is they solve the Hulk problem. Uh, they've been trying to make the Hulk work for through several different iterations. Uh, first in the Ang Lee film. Um, I, I'm drawing a blank on who played him, but it just didn't quite work. The Ed and Norton. Then, and then Ed, Ed Norton was the next one. Um, 
Ang Lee was the earlier one with Jennifer Conley. But, oh, and... Um, um, but I can't remember who played him. Oh, the dude from Black Hawk Down. Yes. There you go. Yes. Uh, and then, but Ed Norton, too. And then, like, it just didn't quite work. And for whatever reason, whatever Mark Ruffalo brought to that role as Bruce Banner, it just feels like they solved the Hulk problem. I also think with the Hulk, less is more. And I think they kind of learned that from earlier movies. But what about you? What worked for you? Okay, so real quick. So let's just talk about a moment that you just brought up there. We said they solved the problem with the Hulk. And one of the things that I think Marvel has going for them so incredibly well, or really just lucky, is the fact that we don't know anyone else as Iron Man other than Robert Downey Jr. We don't know anyone else as Captain America, you know, other than Chris This is true, like... And and obviously you can't have Christopher Reeve play Superman anymore. Obviously. But we've had so many, like, iconic versions of Batman. We've had... We have iconic versions of Superman. This is a great point. And, And so I just feel like... Marvel's kind of gotten lucky with certain characters. So if we were to ever do... Iron Man again without Robert Downey Jr. 15 years from now I feel like the potential for the way we feel about DC kind of, I feel like we might then feel that way about Marvel and there'll be a certain number of people that will never accept anybody but uh, Robert Downey as Tony Stark that is a great point and I think that's part of the reason why Marvel's just kind of so lucky. I mean, obviously they do things a lot better than what the DC Universe has. And I'm not trying to sit here and bash on DC. That wasn't my point. It was just kind of this, like, aha moment. Eric Bana, by the way. Eric Bana was the yeah, other uh, that's guy. Right. The other, the original Hulk. Because that's where my point was going. But yeah, we have it. we had him. We had Ed Norton. And you're right. We have Mark Ruffalo. And what's funny is Mark Ruffalo, he gives credit to Edward Norton. They're big, you know, they're buddies and... You know, he felt like he got permission to, to take over the reins of this role. And yeah, he became this role because he got to play this. But that being said, he hasn't... We, we've never had a Mark Ruffalo standalone Hulk movie. And it might be because we had those other two Hulk movies. I don't know. And they didn't work necessarily. So, I, I, I really think that less is more. I don't know. Like, it, I yeah, think, and like, I think you might be honest with him. He's Maybe so that's why unstoppable yeah. that you... Like, I mean, literally, in this movie, it takes about all five Avengers to, like, <laughs> get him, like, yeah. under control. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't know, but I could be wrong on that, but it just... But going back to what worked for me, so, I, yeah, I just love the way all the characters are introduced. The opening that shows the power of the Tesseract, I love that moment. I love the struggle all these superheroes have to work as a team, kind of like what you just mentioned. And everything with Loki, we didn't bring up Loki yet, did we? It, it, Loki's just perfect. <laughs> he's such an important character to the Marvel universe. And Agent Coulson and Hill, come on, we can't 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 leave them out. Lots of, even uh, the side players are freaking great in this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like... Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and it's just that ship, the Hawkeye's attack on the ship obviously, but just that ship in general, the it's just the coolness cool. of it. <laughs> no. Like uh, if if this movie was not about superheroes and nothing else and it was just like some mil- military thing, yeah, my favorite thing would probably be that that ship alone is pretty freaking cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you, and just you know the Hulk Hulk versus Thor on the ship, and we're just watching all this destruction happen, and we're just like, oh my gosh, 
You guys are in the middle of the air somewhere. <laughs> well, in the comic, the comic yeah. book fan in me, like I love all the. Glad you mentioned that. Like all those moments. I, lo- I mean, I love the idea of what would happen if Thor's hammer hit Captain America's shield. Like yeah. the nerd in me. I mean, they give you moments as a yeah. fan that you like have probably nerded out about in your head before or with your friends. For sure, for sure, and. It- yeah, it's just the the whole movie works. It's very good. There's very little that doesn't work for me. So, it's more very. I think I have a couple of nitpicks we can get into later. But yeah, as we look. as we get into it, favorite scenes. Just yeah. hit me we, with we, it, Mark. Yeah. Well, or, all right, I, Iron Man versus Thor versus Captain America. <laughs> and if people are like, "Huh, what's he talking about?" This is the very be- towards the beginning when we're very very little first hero introduced. battle royale. Yeah, when we, exactly. Very for sure, like the Royal Rumble, right? Uh, that's what the, it reminded me of like, yeah, we're just, the way we're that's when you get your Thor. fan favorites battling keep going though sorry it, it's just the way we're introduced to Thor within the Avengers universe it's just so awesome and I don't know if it's because I love Ragnarok so much but I don't know I'm very partial to Thor these days maybe it's because my wife's fascinated fantasizes about him maybe and so I'm, you know maybe I wish I was Thor but um, but yeah, that's I my favorite Taka, scene. Which I, I got to cut super interesting. <laughs> and then I love the introduction of I love I love Widow's introduction. It's my other favorite scene. I, it's I just it, it it it's a great scene. And it's a great introduction. Where, where, where she's like, let me put you on hold. <laughs> you were, well, this idiot's given me this idiot's given me everything. <laughs> I, I, I just uh, oh, she's such a great character in the Marvel universe. But you, I in the very beginning, and some movies. A lot of movies try this, but a lot of them blow it, or it's just not the little walkthrough introductions of each of the Avengers. He like uh, Fury has his moment with Captain America, and oh, then yeah. they have their moment when they recruit Iron Man, and then uh, Black Widow goes and recruits the Hulk, and we introduce. But the kind of like bringing them to get that oh, the yeah. opening twenty five minutes of this movie is like awesome. oh for sure, and but oh, the whole movie's awesome. I can't even yeah. like. I no, I know what you mean, though. I mean, I have right here anything with with Nick Fury in my notes. My I absolutely, I absolutely love Samuel L. Jackson. In this movie. Sam Samuel L. Jackson killed like he is an underrated part of what makes the Marvel universe work. He's like that glue that holds the thing, the whole thing together. He's the and he only appears for box office champion. <laughs> he he did. I signing up for Star Wars and uh, and like nerds like dude dude got himself in all Marvel movies and Star Wars movies like that's how badass Samuel L. Jackson is. Um, <laughs> my favorite great call out there. My favorite scene in this movie um, is the fight scene on the ship. Uh, yeah, that, I mean that's that whole. Moment. That's one of the, I mean, the best the action had... sequences. Yeah. In any film that I can ever remember. Yeah, um, I mean the, the action set pieces are just huge. They're gigantic. And I know how much you mentioned you love the you know the character work, but obviously at the end of the day, when you watch that, the Avengers to the, see, yeah, you're watching Thor's hammer hit and, Captain America's shield. Yeah. Let's face you're it, watching, like, you're watching that go down, and you're just like, or who would yeah. win between the Hulk and uh, Thor? Yeah, you're, like, you're just like, this is happening, and that's why you know as this as we moved into Marvel Phase Two, the stakes just get raised, and you know we see things happen in Civil War where we're just like, what? <laughs> And the attention to detail, that little feud between Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. I want you to make me. Yeah. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that off. What are you? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. 
it's one of the things rewatching this movie made me realize that they planted that seed as early as this film. Oh, yeah. Those two kind of didn't love each other. They no, came no. together, but like they plant the seeds for that and just that attention to detail and the overall arcing macro planning is just incredible. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing I have listed in favorite scenes is back on the ship is just that argument on the ship talking about the character work where it just it that scene's shot incredibly. It's kind of done a lot of like Goodfellas style almost when they go around that circle in the room. I will say a lot of like, I'm sure a lot of the witty dialogue and the back and forth is a testament to Joss Whedon. Uh, I'm, that's just what he's known for. I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, if it was anything, it was some of the wittiest dialogue on TV. Yeah. And he uh, he's just same with, um, I didn't watch it as much, but whatever that sci-fi star movie of his, show, TV show of his, Fire Stars, I don't remember what it's called. The nerds know, and they're going to kill me for that. But, yeah, uh, Firefly. But, Firefly. But anyway, it was also known for like that wit. He's known for his like witty banter. And I really, a movie yeah, with this much action. With, combine that with Robert Downey Jr. You're just, exactly. Yeah. It, 100% agree. All right, let's get into, speaking of banter, let's get into favorite quotes. What do you got for me? Well, let's jump right into Tony Stark saying, yeah, it takes us a while to get any traction. I'll give you that one, but let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demi demigod, a super soldier, a living legend who kind of lives up to the legend, a man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella, you've managed to piss off every single one of them. So Bruce Banner says, I don't think we should be focusing on Loki. That guy's brain is a bag full of cats. You can smell the crazy on him. And Thor says... Have a care how you speak. Loki is beyond reason, but he is of Asgard, and he is my brother. And then Black Widow follows with, He killed 80 people in two days. Thor. He's adopted. <laughs> Going back to my boy Tony Stark, you're missing the point. There's no throne. There is no version of this where you come out on top. Maybe your army comes, and maybe it's too much for us, but it's all on you, because if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damned well sure we'll avenge it. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, two more. I gotta do two more. But Loki says, I have an army, and Tony Stark says, we have a Hulk. Yes, sir. I have an army. We have a Hulk. Yeah. I, I love all the... I love the... Uh, Point Break references for Thor. Yeah, absolutely. For <laughs> sure, for sure. Or Shakespeare in the part. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, the Thor and Tony in the beginning, when Thor says, this is beyond you, Metal Man, Loki will face Asgardian justice. And Tony says, he gives up the cube, he's all yours. Until then, stay out of the way, tourist. <laughs> oh, they call him tourist. Oh, it's, it's freaking great. All right. What didn't work for you? Bell! 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 Ooh. Well, what didn't work? Um, I want to say it's a little too long in the middle because it's almost, what, two and a half hours? But I don't really know what to cut. It never so. feels slow to me, though. No, it doesn't. I mean... It, and I'm never like, when is this going to get over? I... I Oh, okay, so here's okay. Here's the thing. I do have one big complaint about this movie. When you first ahead. when you first see this movie for the first time, you would never notice this, and you would never complain about this. And like I said, the Avengers changed the game. Okay, but now upon the rewatch, these action set pieces are so big, right? Yep. That 
I'm not gonna lie. The the final the final scene in New York it feels a little long. Oh, it totally I've, does. That's the longest I've part. Seen, but that's the I've longest seen part of the it movie. Ten times. But I agree. I that is the longest part of the movie. So, um, and I, I well, I I think part of the reason it does though is my one thing that doesn't work in this movie, is I really felt like the aliens were kind of lame. Yeah. Okay. So, so we have the Avengers, the greatest assemblance of heroes we've ever seen on screen together. And they've just got to defeat a bunch of, like, overrate, like, stormtroopers. I don't know. They're they're very, they're too easy to kill. They're For kind sure. of, they're too, no personality. For and sure. And you even, know what I just recently watched the other night? Because I caught it was on, since you just brought up Aliens, was Independence Day. And those were some tough aliens to take out. Yeah. How hard they had to work with those ships. For those of you that don't remember Independence Day. That's a great little scene with Will Smith trying to get away from the alien. That ship scene in the movie. Him. Oh, you did not shoot that green shit at me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so uh, I don't know how we ended up fitting that in, but we did because I also have in my note the flying ships. Plus, I've noted this. I've talked to you before this uh, off pod about this. I feel like they stole those flying ships from Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man from the Green Goblin. I feel like I've seen Willem Dafoe on that ship. He did it first. Oh, you're right. No, I, we haven't talked about this before, but you're 100%, I don't think, or I don't remember, but those are the, yeah. And I also have, I love Loki, and he's a great villain, so I'm kind of okay, but I even remember the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, so the one villain that was defeated by Thor himself is now taking on all the Avengers and thinks he's going to win? I think we think that the first time we see the Avengers, for sure. But, but because of what every his rewatch, he's so damn good. I'm, but, I'm, but I'm I okay with it. But I also think it's because of what we, his character has evolved into that we just like Loki so much more. Like, and, I feel like in 2012, when I first saw the Avengers, I didn't like Loki. And it's that and, I actually agree with that. And his character's evolved. I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. So and going back, just, and I mean, it's lame. He's to just call. a different character now on the rewatch where I just have this appreciation for him. Whereas, it's lame to. Keep going, sorry. No, where he was just like more of a weasel when I saw it in 2012. But I don't feel that way at all now. I, is, I love him. So. This is super nitpicky. And it's lame to ever accuse a superhero movie of being cheesy. Because, I mean, isn't that what this is? It's just really good cheese. But, like, in the very beginning, the stuff with the aliens and the Shatari and the Ur and, like, it's pretty cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, it is. They're just, for the, I need... You're assembling the world's greatest superheroes. I need better villains to like. It is. Them. And that being said, Josh Whedon throws in a, a freaking Easter egg, basically. It, you know, it, an unplanned, here you go, and becomes the greatest villain in the, in the history of superhero films. And yeah. with, the, with the Thanos reveal at the end. Which is, which is and, one of the reasons Infinity War works so well, because for sure. Thanos is an awesome villain. Fuck he, yeah. He's sure. up there. I mean, I'm for thinking. Sure. And it was unintentional. 20th century bill. It was totally unintentional. Yeah, and it was unintentional. With it and and it, exactly. Boom. They, they just got lucky. And, and what's funny is because if it was, if, if they would have said it, it's just funny that they don't even pretend it was intentional because if they did, they look like geniuses. <laughs> but since we know that it was unintentional, they can't say that. But 
you know, looking back, it's just, you know, Loki's like the slow burn buildup, and this was Avengers 1, and we had no idea what we were going to get in Phase 2 and Phase 3 with Agreed. Avengers. So Also, love the, love the kind of inside joke shout-outs about what is S.H.I.E.L.D. Phase 2? What is Phase... I love For that, sure. like, all that inside cleverness. I just really like. All right, Career Corner. We're going to pivot and do something a little different than we usually do in Career Corner. I just decided this just now. So, yes. sorry, well, Mark, but I just no, decided go. this. All I'm right. going to go through each one of these guys, and I want you to tell me if they would have a career if it weren't for Marvel. Okay. Chris Evans. Oh, off the top of my head. I mean, I know he hasn't done anything besides Captain America. He hasn't. I hate right? to be rough. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Off the top of my head, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I don't granted, so. granted, he obviously these movies took up a lot of time where he could have been making other things, but I, I think it was really good for him that he came around at the time uh, when they were doing these movies. Next one, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Like a no, I know he's oh, like okay. a stud of studs. So. You want me to put the hammer down? Is obviously we know him as Thor and always will, but I don't think he'd probably be in other action movies. Yeah, I, I think he has him. potential. He actually was in a very good. There's actually a decent Netflix movie with him recently. Not like great, but it was a like he plays like a soldier. If you haven't seen it, it's not bad. Yeah, no, I remember. I, I remember the movie. I just don't remember what it was. Robert called. Downey Jr. I'm gonna say yes. Yes, these movies are were incredible for his career, but he's so damn good. He would have found something. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's oh. amazing. For sure. He was Star amazing. Star Joe. She doesn't need this. They're just lucky yeah. to have her. Let's yeah, be realistic. Um, Ruffalo, same thing. He's a good same actor. Thing. Chris uh, Evans is really the main one. Yeah, but I also think Chris Hemsworth had a lot more. I don't know that we'd... I think he'd be just as forgettable as a lot of action stars that we have if he didn't have Thor to hang his hat on. Probably. I don't know. He's a physical specimen. Let me put so everybody I mentioned... Did, was Marvel a distraction from... Okay, the good ones. Okay, the ones we said that were good. Was Marvel a distraction from their career? Could they have made a lot better movies? They weren't stuck in making these? Or did Marvel just enhance their career by that much? Uh, well, Marvel enhanced their wallet. That's for sure. That's damn. I think it enhanced their career. I think... I, I think more... I, I, I don't know. I think when you're going to see ScarJo and any of her great shit, like, I think there's people that maybe go see yeah. some of those yeah, movies... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wouldn't have, for sure, had they not known who she was from these movies. For sure, like I think but it adds that commercial viability. Said, I don't know. If they see a preview for some random drama and it's Mark Ruffalo, I don't think some kid is like, "Hey, Plus, I want to go see that because the Hulk is <laughs> in that." You're telling me kids didn't go see uh, Marriage Story and, <laughs> and because of uh, all right, maybe my my whole theory is falling apart here. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, no. there's too Good. many people in this. Saying, there's too many people in this movie. Um, to, to go deep dive on anybody, so I just thought it would be a fun way to kind of like talk through their. So with that think, being said, one more okay, thing: so who do you think this? Who do you think Marvel's career helped the most? Ooh, Chris Evans for sure. But I, well, no, I don't know. Downey. I mean, I think it took Downey to, even though Downey didn't need them, I think it might have taken Downey to another level. What? Well, yeah, but what is he? Okay, it's that's hard, true. Right? He actually has not done anything besides Iron Man. Like, he's he? done a bunch of other comedies, but I think he Sherlock made a Holmes? ton of money for him. He did do Sherlock Holmes, and that got a couple sequels, at least one sequel, maybe two. But um, 
and he did do like a few comedies, but and I'm sure he got a bunch of money for those comedies because of Iron Man. So it definitely enhanced his career, for sure. But that being said, he's forever gonna be Iron Man and Chaplin for me, and that's really it. Yeah. Uh, as great as he is, oh, in Tropic Thunder, he'll be the, he'll be the, you know, I'm the dude playing, playing the dude playing the other dude. <laughs> Ruffalo is interesting. I'm not sure. I mean, enhanced his wallet, but I'm not sure his career goes any different if he's not the Hulk. Like he's still in spotlight. He's still he's still screaming. They knew. <laughs> um, yeah, and the only other one, well, Jeremy Renner. Uh, oh, Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye. Yeah. My wife would be pissed if I didn't mention him. That's and that's her Chris he, Hemsworth. Keep a close eye on him. Well, I see better from a distance. I mean, he won... He didn't win Best Actor, but his movie, The Hurt Locker, won Best Picture. He's good in The Hurt Locker. He's good in The... It, dude, he's, he's good in The... What's the bank movie we all love? Oh, yeah, yeah, The Town. Yeah, he's great in The Town. Jeremy Renner is he an underrated... I'm pretty excited for his... You know that he has a... Uh, Hawkeye has its own streaming series coming to Disney+. Plus. Yes, this is true. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited to see what I think that's a cool underrated character. I'm cool to see like what what's happening with him. Okay, um, so based on what you just said with Career Corner, I'm gonna give you something rapid fire. I, lo- I love. I'm that. gonna name I'm gonna name one actor who was offered the role of our set Avengers, and I want to know if you can even picture them playing that character. Okay, you ready? I'm ready for it. John Krasinski from The Office playing Captain America. Only because I've seen the uh, um, Patriot Games. The, the, only because I've seen the Jack oh, Ryan series. Oh, the Jack series, Ryan series. And he kind of plays like Captain America, the CIA spy. But that's the okay. only reason. It's not as good because he's too nerdy for Captain America. Yeah. He's very all-American boy, though. It okay. wouldn't have been as good. Chris Evans... Like I thought, Chris Evans is like sculpted like Captain America would. If I am, if I imagined a Captain America, just like I can't imagine it looking like anything but Chris Evans. So maybe it's because I've seen him play it. I don't know, but I a little bit just because of the Jack Ryan series. But keep going. Okay, so what about Eric from True Blood, aka Alexander Skarsgård, playing Thor? No, he's just. I mean, I love <laughs> Eric Scar. I could see him playing Loki. I can kind of see him playing Thor. Okay, I could see him I playing don't a see very him. good Loki. He's such a great him. villain. Oh, yeah, he'd be a good Loki for sure. But, uh, but so I think okay, that's interesting. where I'm I going see- with this, I don't think any of these are better casting choices. Is where, just putting that they've out there, spoiler great, alert. They've made some so, good casting. I, okay, so Iron Man. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to give you two. Sorry, I said I'd give you one, but I'm giving you two. Please. Because I'm going to give you Sam Rockwell or Timothy Oliphant. Well, you know how much I love me some Sam Rockwell. And I love me some Timothy Oliphant. Um, but not as Iron Man. I don't like Robert him as Daniel Iron Jr. Man Robert owns that role. I don't like him as Iron Man either. It's just, he's, he does have the right snark, but he doesn't have, uh, Downey is just tall enough to be like almost at, I just, I can't. Bye. Yeah, I can't do it. Bye. Last one. I won't do every Avenger, but I'll do Hulk. David Duchovny is Hulk. I actually can see it, but I love me some David Duchovny. I know. I do too. You do. 
you and you I mean, X Files, Californication. Californication. I, I'm actually sad. David we used to watch Californication together back in the day. For those of you that uh, are listening. And I was an X Files fan back from the. I didn't but, mind X Files. You know, X-Files I'm actually sad he didn't have more of a movie career. He had an incredible television career. But I feel like David Duchovny is one of those guys that is so talented. But he what didn't. What was that movie he played where Angelina Jolie was his girlfriend? She was really hot in that movie. Is that California? No, Playing God. <laughs> oh, Playing God. Oh, that movie's good. Did you ever see California with Brad Pitt and David Duchovny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's an yeah. underrated little like with the K, 90s right? gem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the <coughs> so one I was going to give you was uh, was Duchovny as the Hulk. So. Um, so that's awesome. funny. So while we we're in career corner, the last thing I want to note on uh, before I'll turn it over to you in case you had anything was just Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury. So he's from the Ultimate Marvel Universe, right? He was created in 2000 to reimagine and update the Marvel heroes for the 21st century. Fury's likeness was actually based on Samuel Jackson. So that's why he's so cool, in my opinion. Who gave Marvel, at the time, in 2000, permission to do so. Subsequently, based on that likeness and his star power, Jackson was cast as Fury for all the MCU films, starting with Iron Man in 08. The council has made a decision. I recognize the council has made a decision. But given that it's a stupid-ass decision, I've elected to ignore it. Director. And I just think that's just nuts that this happened in 2000 for the comics and evolved into this for Samuel L. Jackson. Like, what if he would have said no? Then he would have never been considered for Nick Fury. And, gosh, he would have... Uh, you know, a lot less money in his wallet. <laughs> oh, 100%. How cool is it that they designed it after him? And how Samuel Jackson is just cool. He is cool. Yeah. What a crazy story, so is though, isn't it? Oh, that's a crazy story. So is Nick Fury. Nick, Nick Fury might actually be the coolest character in the Marvel And it universe. is, because they designed it after Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> that's true. Samuel L. Jackson is Nick Fury. That's what's great about it. You're right. You're right. That's Nobody, what's great. You got the other human thing being for... on Earth that can say motherfucker better. That's right. That's right. You want to go to medals or you got any other notes for career? Let's get into medals. Let's do it. What do you got? Um, all right. My bronze. I'm going to, uh, um, I'm going to throw you a, a, a loop here. I'm actually giving it to Kevin Feig. Uh, how do I pronounce his damn last name? I think it's Feig. Feig. Okay. I've actually not heard it. I read it all the time, but I don't hear it a lot. But Kevin yeah, Feig. Look his um, name up. Apologize, Kevin, if we, if we screwed that up. This is the cumul. This is the first step, but the accumulation of his baby and his G and I we've got think of how many franchises by the second third or fourth film completely fall apart and you're absolutely sick of them I was sick of Transformers after the first one but definitely after the second one but think of how many films have never survived even the sequel let alone what are there 19 Marvel films and yeah, I mean, he, because they he's get putting him TV, so right. he's putting TV series out there, and just the attention to D, and, and just in my opinion, this is a lot of strings to pull, and a lot of shit to just get right, and he somehow hits it out of the park, and this movie's not so cool. All these movies aren't so cool without his just meticulous guiding hand. And he's still doing it. He's still somehow making this work. 
And now he's integrating it with like streaming television and like that is this is a feat that's never been done before. I really I, no, it has with you. I'm with you. I, um, I hear you. So I, I had to you. give him some credit. Silver goes to Mark Ruffalo. Again, they figured out the Hulk. First guy since uh, Lou Ferrigno and uh that uh really nails that part. And it's just I think it's just he's just a cool actor. I actually I was thinking through his roles. I've never not liked him in a movie. So I was introduced to him, I think, in a small independent movie called You Can Count On Me. You ever see that movie? No, is it good? I want to see it really now, good. It's Ruffalo. also got uh, it's also got Wendy Boyd, good old Laura Linney. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. all in. I uh, I love him in The Kids Are All Right. Yeah, yeah, and of course Spotlight. Although I wish he turned into the Hulk in it. Yeah, You Can Count on Me came out in two thousand. It was Laura Linney and Matthew Broderick, and Mark Ruffalo plays, I believe, Laura Linney's brother in that movie. Okay, and that's where I was first introduced to this movie, or to him, I believe. And that was a great little film. Kenneth and he's just—he's one of those guys you never think of him as like your favorite actor. Amy or like, in that movie too. Great cast. Wow. Wow. That's a good cast. But he just any part he's in, the movie is instantly better for having had him. Had him. And I just—I really think like obviously the Hulk's a part a hard role to pull off, and he does it excellent. Uh, and then the gold goes to Joss Whedon. Uh, this is a hard movie to pull off. This is a lot of actors. You got to give them their screen time. You got to know like how, where to focus, where to, and he pulls it off and he pulls it off amazing. And it's really fascinating how he does. Should we get into uh, Justice League now? Is it a good time or no? Let me get to your medals first and we'll talk about that later. No, we're talking about Josh Whedon. We can get back to my medals. Well, that's no worries. But like, it's interesting how well he nails this and how it just falls apart for him in Justice League. Um, yeah, and we were talking about that off pod that, you know, he came in to try to save the Justice League film and it wasn't his to begin with. And then it became a train wreck because... And he wrote the script for this too, didn't Or he took a stab. He at least rewrote the yeah. script. So... Yeah. He is, his, his, dialogue his is such his dialogue is such his strength. So him doing somebody else's movie, especially a movie as dark as Justice League, probably was a poor choice for the studios because Joss Whedon's not that dark. I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer for I mean that's pretty damn light. I'm thinking what else is like a big Joss Whedon? Um, what else is? Well, Joss Whedon has Cabin his hands Fair, all over Cabin, Cabin Fever, Woods. or Cabin, Cabin in the Woods, Woods. I mean, yeah, like like like. That's, yeah, that's so, but again, light, like funny, light, satirical. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. It, it, and, and also in general, DC comics are darker than Marvel comics. Yeah. If you just think of the, so he might've just been a poor choice for DC. He Um, he might've been, and and I think it's DC's fault. I think they blew it because, uh, you know, they, this was Zack Snyder's film. And then once they realized that Zack Snyder was going to make a four-hour movie, they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. We, dude, you can't make a four-hour movie. We can't have that. And Zack Snyder was like, well, this is my version of it, and this is how it's going to work. And 
obviously they felt otherwise and they brought in Whedon to save it and they brought him in because Avengers was such a home run. That's why they brought They're him in. They're trying to steal you know? him, yeah, and they just like, but and, they... It and, wasn't Whedon's fault and unfortunately he took a bad rap because of it, but and, and now that Snyder's version of, of Justice League has come out, the good news is I don't think anyone is bashing Whedon. I think everybody understands now. Oh, well, no I, wonder Whedon didn't say it. Well, I think you're right. And everything we were giving Whedon credit for, if you think about it, like the snappy dialogue between Captain America and, like, Iron Man. Yeah. I Nobody wants snappy dialogue between Batman and Superman. Correct. Like, it just doesn't... That's just not who those characters are. For sure. It, like, so, it... I kind of solved it here on pod, but it's... DC is just a much darker version of comics they always have been and he was that was probably a poor choice again if kevin fig was in charge of dc then maybe that maybe they he would have figured that out um medals what do you got mark this is a tough one there's a lot of people to choose from there were a lot of people to choose from this is a fun movie to do medals for because for so many movies we have the same medals because it's so obvious and we have completely different medals so how fun is this love that uh, and I love your medals, but I went straight cast with all this, so I, I didn't go the route you did with the so much of the production value. But uh, my bronze medal went to Nick Fury, good old Sam the Man. My silver medal went to Loki, and my gold went to Iron Man. And at the end of the day, as much as the Avengers is a team, the team only works with an alpha male willing to lead it, and I think that is Tony Stark. And people might disagree. People might think it's Captain America, but I don't know. I just feel like Tony Stark's a better leader. Where are you at on this? Um, I fall in this. So I probably fall with um, Captain's politics more. Well, yeah. I but I fall that. with Stark more just in the, uh, I mean, Captain's kind of like head, Stark thinks to Revit, Stark's a badass. Exactly. He's like, it feels like he's like Batman exactly. and Cap's like. Cap's too old fashioned, man. Yeah. And it's not his fault. It's not his fault because he was frozen in time. I mean, also, so. I just, I'd rather listen to, I mean, he's, Cap, Cap's a, he's the guy you want to date your daughter. Yeah. But, um. But not the, the one guy you want to get beers with is uh, Tony Stark. Let's face it. Exactly, exactly. And, and to be honest, it, you know, if I need someone's help and I don't want you asking any questions, I, I think I'm gonna get Tony Stark's help before I'm getting Caps. I think That's Caps true. asking too many questions, and then once he hears his answers, he might be sitting out. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Where I think Tony's helping me through and through. True friend, that Tony Stark. That Tony Stark. <laughs> They, uh... But yeah, I you know I just think it, it. And what's funny is Tony Robert Downey Jr. thought that. Did you see that? Huh? I'm actually gonna disagree with you a little bit. It shows that uh, I do have to argue with that for just a minute. Uh, Captain America shows uh, that uh, he's a pretty damn good friend in Civil War. He he no, goes he, no, he goes a through a little friend. bit of, a little bit for Bucky Jones. No, no, he's a good friend. I was just teasing. <laughs> I know. I just had I, it. Yeah, I just yeah. funny you said that. I was like, actually. Uh, yeah. Look, Bucky straight up. Bucky straight up goes on a killing spree, and uh, yeah. Captain Caps America stands for, for him. Yeah. stands up for him. I know. The but, uh, keep going. No, I just I lost my train of thought there, but <laughs> I. Uh, anyways, who cares? 
Let's move on. Move on. All right. Let's move on. Jeff, you got any midnight ponderings for this? I do. I got a great midnight. It's actually, we're past midnight. We are past midnight. It's my birthday. I have a great pondering for you on this one. Maybe one of my best ponderings ever. Maybe I shouldn't set it up that way, but... So why doesn't Fury ever page Captain Marvel in this movie? Does the prospect of planetary invasion not constitute an emergency? <sighs> okay, so... <laughs> Obviously, they don't know that that movie is going to be made later. But that was my... When he gets no, that no, pager, no, I, know. And, I instantly I guess, thought that. <laughs> I was so like... the answer to that is... Nick Fury had the Avengers assembled to save the day for this. So he, he had the Captain Marvel card, but he, he just... Basically, he if, basically to, if things go badly with the aliens, yeah, it, it was it, his, he still had a... It was if, still his backup plan. If all the Avengers go down, <laughs> then, the, then the Captain Marvel pager gets busted out. Which you're right. That's when he, that's when he sends the page in Infinity War. Once, yeah. basically, once Thanos takes down each Avenger one by That's one, true. exactly. He's once like, his Avengers start disappearing, this this yeah. was all. I love that you have this ad. This was always his trap door. She said only yeah, in Marvel, emergencies. They always have an answer, Fuck, buddy. Fucking uh, <laughs> fury! That I I love that that man like takes the takes Marvel's word literally to the his version of emergency it's is true. is basically half the the Earth disappearing into dust oh man well i guess he's a good guy to have on the shield arsenal he doesn't have a happy trigger finger if anything he might he might be a little light on that trigger finger right oh um i who saved who more robert downey did robert downey jr save marvel or did marvel save robbie robert downey jr um because remember where Robert Downey was before he took the Iron Man. No, I know. Okay. I want to say Marvel saved Robert Downey Jr. And I want to say this because as much as I can't see anyone else playing Iron Man, let's say there was someone else. Marvel's going to make never... it happen. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Marvel makes it work because everything else has worked for Marvel. And Robert Downey Jr. is not the reason everything has worked for Marvel. That's true. I mean, it was a perfect so that marriage. that being but said, yeah, yeah I, think, right. I think as much as I can't even ever dream of picking a replacement for Iron Man, which is, you know, credit to, to Robert Downey Jr. But... That being said, for sure, if it was if he never existed, Iron Man does under someone else, and I'm sure Marvel's just is just great. fine. Maybe maybe I don't love Iron Man as much, but I, I have faith in I have faith in Kevin Feig. Yeah, uh, me too. So I'm with you. Ah, uh, I'm with you. Have have Widow and Hawkeye slept together? That's a great pondering. Ah, uh, I feel like Widow's the kind of girl that doesn't. I mean, did they ever get drunk one no. night? I I don't think I don't hey, think they did. She has her flirtations. She has her flirtations with the green guy too. And, I, oh, and I think they might have slept together. And there's definitely some moments where you know she looks at she gives Hawkeye the look. So uh, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just I saying. bet you they have. I think they did before he met his wife. Widow might get around. 
Let's just. Put I think that they out did there. before they he met us. Oh, I, you, I. She's literally taught. I think that like, she's taught in the uh, what's that Russian film with uh, Jennifer Lawrence? Actually, underrated movie, but basically, uh, they're taught like those Russian spies are taught to sleep oh, with yeah. their victims. Um, why? Why? Why does Loki kill Colston instead of just brainwash him with the wand? Colston could have given him everything. Because he needed. He stabs him oh, with the wand. <laughs> Colson needed to be the sacrificial lamb. Yeah, like fuck, it fucked Loki so. over. It would have been a, that was a dumb move. It was a dumb move. And he, I think it's just Loki sure. was just not that smart. He didn't. He and didn't you think. saw that, that afterwards. That afterwards, Loki was probably like, "Why the fuck didn't I?" After he got blasted by that thing, yeah, it didn't kill him. It probably didn't feel good. He's probably like, "Wait, why didn't I just brainwash him?" That's well, my thing. No, I'm with you. I'm I'm definitely definitely with you. Did you see that? that that's the scene that they had to re-figure out to avoid getting the R rating. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, because they would they killed him a different way, and so they had to like. He originally st- sticks that little spear right through his chest, and we see it, and like lifts up, you know. <laughs> and we're and it was way too gruesome, so. They kind of allude to it happening off screen, and we get this, this weird like scream out of you know Clark Judge, who plays Agent Coulson. Who, by the way, when Chris Evans was all the Marvel Avengers were together one night, and he sends out a text to everybody. This is a great story. I'm glad you brought this says, up. Says assemble, and they all go out. <laughs> they all go out for the night. And have a good time. Because um, there were only a few times where everyone was in town. We're on set, once. yeah, because they, they, and, you know, they block it off so that they're, yeah. they're not paying movies at our salaries. And, the, and the best part is that Agent Coulson, like, this was just an ultimate fanboy moment for him. He stated in multiple interviews that it's by far the favorite text message he's ever received in his life. I mean, <laughs> it would have been mine, too. Are you fucking kidding me? Mark, if you could be there drinking with, just having a beer with, ScarJo, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Tony Stark. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Was Sam Jackson there? I'm sure. I, I, I just, don't know. I'm assuming they all were. Can you imagine that table? I know. Imagine <laughs> like, if you were the waitress. Or oh, the my God. Uh, like, who picked up the tab? Robert Downey Jr. It had to be Downey. I, I feel like it has to be Downey. I, had to be. Who, who are we kidding? Kevin Fig picked up that tab. They expensed the shit. <laughs> they expensed the fuck out of that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Disney. Uh, not even... Um, Disney picked up that tab. That's uh, did, true. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey, Mickey Mouse picked it up. Um, did Will Hunting give up a chance to work with the Avengers when he turns down his job for the NSA? His professor clearly works for S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm laughing because you're just making me think of the scene of his interview. Yes, when he's talking about why not working for the NSA. Why should I not? What what the guy should have countered with was, you can (laughs) hang out with the Hulk and Captain America. (laughs) Uh, as much as that line would have not made sense in Goodwill Hunting, it makes sense for this. I mean, podcast they should somebody should do an conversation. Somebody should do an SNL great, skit. Like that was a great midnight pun about that. I would. I'd love to see 
you know you want to see Will hunting, just debating with I with Tony Stark about how to take down the Tesseract. Yeah, that's funny. He might that have really is funny. He might have paged Captain Marvel a little bit sooner. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! Any uh, uh, things we might have missed? Things we may have missed in honor of Nico. Yes, early on within this podcast we made mention of the oscar movies we had the wrong year we said king's speech so i just wanted to correct it in case any anyone is listening it was the year of argo actually which argo is kind of a forgotten movie but we also had django which we liked but that was also the year of les mis which i was like "Eh." life of pi which is okay lincoln which you liked and you love Lincoln, I, I think. I love that movie. And Silver Linings, which I love. So it was a better movie year than we thought uh, originally. But that was the only thing we missed within our pod. As for any other random 101, you got any tidbits that you wanted to throw in that you so felt Tony really So Tony Stark on the helicarrier is seen wearing a Black Sabbath t-shirt. What is Black? What is Black, one of Black Sabbath's most famous songs? Iron Man. Oh yeah, duh. Hello. I thought that was a brilliant little uh, tidbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how he, Tony Stark. That's you know, he like we said, he's such a you know, he's just such a badass. I love how. Yeah, we said the nickname. What does he call it? He calls Loki Reindeer Games. <laughs> yep. So Kobe <laughs> Smolders, the wonderful Kobe Smolders, got her role because this was her first Avengers movie she's in. And she got her role because Allison Hannigan, who played with her, who Hannah, Allison Hannigan, who played with her on How I Met Your Mother, uh, obviously worked on Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Joss Whedon, and she recommended her friend Kobe Smolders for that role. And for those of you that are still like, who's Allison Hannigan? She's our flute player from American Pie, from American Band Pie. Girl. No, and also one time a band camp. And I still, I'm laughing that, of how I can how I met your mother and Buffy Vampire Slayer. I'm still laughing that Tony Stark calls Loki reindeer games. It's like who it's who even I, remembers? I like Point Break. Games? I like Point Break better. <laughs> no, Point Break but is everybody great knows because Point everybody Break, knows yeah. Point Break and everybody knows Legolas from from Lord of the Rings. Who the hell remembers Reindeer Games with Ben Affleck? That's, I think it was with Ben Affleck. It was actually a decent movie too, but yeah, nobody remembers that fucking movie. <laughs> Is it like like a wannabe thriller movie? Oh god! Oh, I, oh! I got a good. I in my notes, I have to bring it up. I'm sorry because I actually like it. I got a good Hulk. I, I got a good Hulk almost casting. Walking Phoenix. Ooh, that would have been decent for the Hulk. For the Hulk. Yeah. Like that. But, I actually, I am actually visualizing that he might need to play the Hulk in the future, in future editions of him. Uh, he might's probably too old now, but it is what it is. All right, body, body count yeah, in this film then, is 151. If you include the uh, Shatari aliens, the what? The oh, the body count. Shatari, Shatari. I don't know if I said yeah. Oh. The body count is 151. Yeah. Uh, your boy Alan Silvestri from Forrest Gump, uh, continuing his composing job from Captain America: First Avenger, became the first composer to score more than one movie in the MCU. Ooh, look at that! This is the last Marvel Studios film to feature any footage, any footage, albeit only a small amount on 35 millimeter film. 
Boom. That's all I got. Nice and quick. Nico, yeah, no, you know, at the end of the day, the cast became good friends while filming this. That was my last note. So, you know, anytime they were they were able to film scenes together, they would always go out afterwards. So That's as much awesome. as that text message story is famous, I know that that happened on more than one occasion. So. What's also cool about it, I now like to imagine a world where if Chris Evans is in the same city as Robert Downey, or Scar Joe, or Ruf- or any of them, that they're on speed dial and they go out and get beers somewhere. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty awesome too. Like, that's just yeah. And a lot of times it feels cool. like actors are super divas and they're just gonna stay in their trailers and whatever, or, or and just have their these people stories. And it, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's them going out. Like, I mean, none of them are gonna get more. I mean, there's bigger stars or whatever. But I'm just saying, like, but they're all a pretty equal footing. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Except for Scar Joe. I think she just stands above. <laughs> Maybe I just wanted to come on this pod. Final thoughts? Cool universe they created. This is the one that kind of started it all. I. It's between this and Infinity War for the best Avengers movie for me. With Civil War, it's kind of technically a Captain America movie, I guess, but I put that as a close third. But this movie is awesome. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Endgame. I have problems with it, but that's for a different pod. But just this is like a cute, this is like a childhood dream. Yeah, you, no, for sure. And it goes back to the, you comics, know, being introduced to all those characters. And you just the... even watching TV shows, you think how cool would it be for all of my favorite heroes to be in the same movie and not and have it work? Like so many times when you do these all star casts or all star situations they just don't work this is an example of it working and just hands off to disney i can't wait to see what they do next i think it's going to get harder and harder for them to keep pulling this off but they've they've nailed it so far that they've shown me nothing to believe that they won't do it no yeah for sure Uh, i'm with you and and, uh, you know i just i keep going back to how much of a game changer this movie was and it was, you know, it, would, it just, I think for really movies was. in general. And it, the, it was the proof this, of concept that this was going to work, too. Like, just, the, just the idea of these giant action set pieces. Yeah. Like when you think back to the original Iron Man and the, you know, the climactic scenes with Jeff Bridges and Tony Stark as the, you know, good mm-hmm. versus bad, those scenes look like a. You know, a you know a tiny little scene from Fight Club by comparison to what the first, Avengers good evolved movie. into. It's a good movie, but going back to the first Iron Man, it's kind of a slow burn now from what Marvel's put us uh, got oh, yeah, us yeah, used yeah. to. It's a slow burn. It's only good because of already because of Robert Downey Jr. Correct. So, but it's just and, it, and, at the time it didn't feel like to your point of escalation. And I'm stepping on your final thoughts. I apologize, but no, at the time it didn't. It felt fast as hell. That's why it's interesting going. It just shows how the things. Have yeah, escalated. yeah, how it's evolved for yeah. sure, for sure. And you know, and and that's kind of where I was. I was just going that this just changed the game. It just upped the ante for for everybody. And if you watch pretty much almost every Marvel movie after Avengers, has set pieces that they pretty much tried to equal because of what they did in the and Avengers because they, they changed the game in this one. 
and, 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 and they were constantly having to not necessarily up the ante but obviously within the Avenger films they do up the ante but it's not it's not it's not that way for everything Ant-Man is a very intimate Marvel movie that came after Avengers but but yeah it, it, at the end of the day Avengers is very special and I think it's the most special film in the Marvel universe and Ooh, I don't right. know if it's my favorite, but I think it's the most special. So I'll leave it at that because it deserves to be on that pedestal. So with that being said, we miss Nico. But on behalf of Jeff and myself, thanks for listening to another edition of Movie Tales. And we'll see you again soon. Take care, everybody.